Welcome back. Oh, so this is your uh, this is your dude coin ops sitting here with a bunch of notes. Joining me are Scum and Shadowlink. Hey. Scum, uh, say hi. Uh, Close uh, enough. Shadowlink, make uh, some noise. Greetings. Uh, I didn't. I, sorry, guys. I didn't. I didn't have my usual breakfast of glass to reconstruct my nano physiology. <laughs> and uh, are you feeling um, down? Did you lose an arm? Can I recommend glass? This is not medical advice. Do not eat glass. Oh man. So yes, welcome. Uh, we are <laughs> we are talking about a movie today, guys. Uh, oh, what a movie! No. <laughs> we're. We're sticking around 1995 for this one. Uh, we are watching the masterpiece Virtuosity. Um, <laughs> this is directed by Brett Leonard. And I'm going to take a minute and talk about this fella. Because yeah. uh, he he was the director of Lawnmower Man, right? No also, shit. Yeah. Yep, that would on. make a lot of sense. What? That would make a lot Wait, of sense. Wait, it gets better. I no, this gets that. better. It gets better. Before that, he did a movie called The Dead Pit. And before that, he did a little film called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> I think I've heard oh, of that. no shit. So what's really Are interesting? you kidding me? <laughs> I love that so much. So the year after he did Lawnmower Man and before he did Hideaway and Virtuosity, I, do, I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but I think Hideaway was based on like a Dean Koontz novel or something like that. But the, the year... Two, well, two, two years? Yeah, two years before uh, Hideaway and Virtuosity came out. <laughs> he put out two movies that year. He did the video for Peter Gabriel's Kiss That Frog. Hmm. So, like, this guy's always been kind of leaning forward with a bunch of stuff. And there, there's some really interesting shit uh, just on his Wikipedia page. His work with, like, IMAX 3D process set him apart for most directors, having gained early experience with his cutting-edge uh, presentation medium directing T-Rex back to the Cretaceous in IMAX 3D. It became the first number one hit 3D movie to gross over 100 million worldwide. So what the fuck? Like, this dude has been throwing down. Um, he uh, created a sensation when he took his swarm cam fusion station on The Tonight Show with Jay Leto and uh, implemented one of the first live webcasts ever from the House of Blues in Los Angeles. What? Yeah, no, this dude's like, not just making movies. Like, he's been doing some fucking amazing shit. So... Yeah. Huh. He uh, he was always looking forward with the CG. I mean, like this guy was like, hey, let's think about this. Now, this is the interesting thing. And now I, I need to go watch this. In 2009, he released a documentary called Hole in the Head, A Life Revealed. This feature length documentary tells the story of Virtus Hardiman and nine other young children attending the same elementary school in Lyle Station, Indiana, who in 1927 were severely irradiated during a medical experiment conducted at the local county hospital. 
The experiment was misrepresented as a newly developed cure for the scalp fungus known as ringworm. In reality, the ringworm fungus was merely the lure used to gain access to innocent children whose unsuspecting parents blindly signed permission slips for the treatment. Virtus was five years old and the youngest. After 20 20 years of friendship with writer-producer Wilbert Smith through their church choir, Virtus tells Wilbert his story exposing the severe uh, physical complications caused by the experiments. The crime had severe physical complications for Virtus, namely a harshly irradiated and malformed head with an actual hole in his skull. You may wonder, you may wonder why Brett would be interested in this. And all you have to do is take a look at both Lawnmower Man and Virtuosity because the technologies are both being used upon people of like a lower station in society. Mm-hmm. Like in Law War Man, he takes a guy who is mentally handicapped and he tries to turn him into a god and it goes haywire. In Virtuosity, and we'll get into this a little bit more, the VR training for that, that would be like for police is being used for some reason on criminals to go after like super criminals. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's bonkers. Yeah, it's very we're gonna well, get in. We're gonna. We're, I have a lot to say before, about there, that. One last thing, though. This is real fun. This is real, real fun. And this is like one one of the few people that if, if somebody said this to me, I'd be like, eh, all right, I'll consider it. In 2017, he called for a use of the term virtual experience instead of virtual reality, and that actually makes a little bit of sense yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Now, virtuosity it, it became the first major film to feature nanotechnology. Interesting. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. And it didn't didn't do terribly. Like, uh, it had some great computer animation for fucking 95. Like, and he's from Toledo, Ohio. So shout out, Ohio. Hey, that's some positive shit. He was really, you know. Well, I mean, that's all we're ever doing is trying to think of ways to get away from Ohio. So... If you can't travel, VR works. I am kind of on the defense for virtual reality, though, only because, like having used it a few times at your place it like the meat of your brain does forget that like where you are and you're just in the game and you know where you are while you're standing there playing it but your brain like forgets and when you take it off it's jarring and no matter like it's funny too because i'm usually pretty good at it um like I, i don't get too dizzy with it or anything uh a lot of that is owing to advances made and like how to program it and you know, a lot of the Sony people, like they, they said, yeah, just program a nose, you know, into the, the picture. They won't really notice it. You won't really see it, but it's a thing. Like some of these games, you can kind of see the edge of a nose or something like that's down near where your nose would be so that you don't get as disoriented. Mm-hmm. However, in the throes of something like, say, Pistol Whip, I have fallen over. Because like, <laughs> you, know, you got to dodge a bullet every now and again. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you're trying to reload on beat and be all fucking John Wick up in that shit. You know, dubstep John Wick. But anyway, so yeah, that's Doctor. That's Director Brett Leonard. He's a riot. I love that dude. Dude, um, fascinating. That really yeah, is. it really yeah, is. Dude. Like, that makes me under. I feel I understand. We're we're gonna get into it, but like, boy, my appreciation for this film just rose a lot. Yeah, same. And I I, I have a soft spot for this movie. I saw this movie in theaters with uh, my aunt, whom I brought to a bunch of fucked up movies um to her chagrin i mean (laughs) i took her to see tron i took her to see the black hole i took her to see the well she took me and this is rated r and i was on uh let's see 95 i would have been old enough but we went anyway and 
let's see, we, we saw like dashboard killers together. The first movie I ever saw on pay-per-view was at her house and it was RoboCop. And after Ed 209 got done perforating that dude in the opening scene, <laughs> she turned to me and said, if you ever tell your mother, I let you watch this, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite ants, absolutely, hands down. I, I oh, we watched so many jacked up movies together. I don't know what she thinks, like what she would have thought. She passed a few years ago, but uh, we used to talk about this stuff all the time. And Virtuosity actually was a movie that would come up every so often because nobody knew when this movie came out who Russell Crowe was. All he had done up to this point, I think, was a movie in Australia called like Romper Stomper or something, where he played a skinhead, like a Nazi. Yeah, Not let's, a skinhead, let's but establish a Nazi. who's in this film. Yeah. So we got we have Denzel Washington as uh, oh. he's just outclassing the whole film. Um, <laughs> like he, God, this is just, okay. When I first like when you first told me about the film, I was like, yeah, Denzel Washington did it. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm watching it, and God, he can class up anything, can he? Like, yeah, he really he's just can. Like, he's got this this way in his acting, like this opening scene. Okay, so Denzel appears at the beginning of this movie with the, some. He's dressed like Paddington Bear in a leather cop suit. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's insane. Like him and this, he has a partner. So you, you're like, oh, well, he's a cop, right? So he's looking for somebody, and you get a glimpse around, and everyone is wearing identical clothes. It's basically not that different from the woman in the red dress in the Matrix, but four years before. And there's this like really cool moment where you start noticing like little glitches, like mm-hmm. yeah. you know, before this is really a thing in our minds. You know what I mean? Like the, the window would glitch. Textures. The sky would warp. Yeah, but then there's like these two dudes in suits passing each other on the steps, and they clip through each other. And I'm like, oh, just even okay. what they're saying is like they're just repeating the same thing over and over. Of like, we should get yeah. lunch. That sounds good. We should get lunch. That sounds good. Like, and I'm like, it, it, the the attention to detail in this scene was kind of amazing to me. Like, did you notice yeah. when uh, when he uh, runs into the restaurant and then the people are eating, you know, sushi? But it never actually goes from it glitches their into their mouth yeah it goes mm-hmm. it just goes into their mouths and they all act like basic npcs from like the early first person shooter case it's which, which is yeah. amazing i mean i thought that was like just fantastic touch but nothing else i mean the rest of the movie is great but like this is the one where i'm like this is the reason you watch this film is yeah. this opening scene. One to see Denzel Washington in a, BD, in a latex BDSM cop suit. The other <laughs> is just for like the weird net like it's the matrix but it was also like the robots built the matrix in the 90s you know what i mean That's yeah the no feeling it's it's yeah. uh it's definitely got that uh a pretty heavy vaporwave aesthetic it's, credit, it's pretty yeah there's, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's a scene that is literally the backdrop is uh a computer playing chess with giant marble pawns against itself oh, yes and then there's oh, a God. sexy lady in a red dress up in the front. So, yeah. And then you'll learn that's the AI. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the AI playing chess. Yeah. Well, let's let's go back to that uh, restaurant. It's, yeah. it's, it's, its name is a fucking emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in no. 95, you know what I mean? It's like colon, closed, parentheses. That made me think of that uh, first time I ever saw Existence. You know that part where they go to the gas station out in the middle of nowhere and the, the entire roof just says gas uh and i and i was like this is 
very strange, but I also get that this is supposed to be inside a simulation. Or, well, no, it, that wasn't supposed to be inside. You weren't supposed to know that. <sighs> 21, 22 year old spoiler alert. You're not supposed to know that's inside a simulation, but yeah. Right. Yeah, the way this thing is starting out, it seriously, it looks like some sort of, you know, like a little demolition man, a little bit, of, you know, it's kind of slick. It's a little too slick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you finally figure out that, oh, God, they are in a simulation, it's it's still not clear at first because, like, you see this dude heal and stuff. But then, the, you know, these glitches and everything, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. The The problem with the scene comes in when, like, Okay, so we have Russell Crowe. He's their target, okay? And he's this thing called SID 6.7. And he's basically like like 200 serial killers and Hitler. Like, <laughs> they really they really want to drive that one home at one point in the movie. They're like, you know, it's like, yeah, they got like Manson in there. They got this guy in there. The Hitler's in there. And then this other guy's in there. And John, Lee, John Wayne Gacy's in there. And then Hitler. And I'm like, you did say that. And it, his name came up a bunch. Like, you just kept, yeah, yeah. yeah. So wait, is he the bad guy? I'm not sure. You know, like yeah, in this movie, it's nothing like Hologram Man, where it's a little like I kind of root for the bad guy a little bit. No, like Russell Crowe is a fucking dick. Like from the moment you meet him <laughs> until he dies. Like in the, spoiler alert, but like he's just an asshole. But he is he is so just good at it. Asshole. Oh, oh my god, it oh, is he's, beautiful. It might be he's one of the best. Going toe with Denzel. Like he's he's literally holding his own in a scene with Denzel Washington repeatedly, and actually kind of taking it a couple of times because he's get he's allowed to just be fucking wild. But like we'll get into that too. So like they're in this training thing, and uh, some fuckery goes on, and, and the the there's just these excellent gunfight scenes, which are really clear and easy to follow. Yeah, and I was really appreciative of that. There's I, no I shaky cam. There's no like you know weird cuts back and forth. It's like yeah. you know where you know what's happening, and they're I well staged. You know what's happening mm-hmm. when it's disorienting. It's because of the layout of the restaurant and all the paper walls. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's really well done that way. Like the disorientation is intentional, and he's just this smug fuck the entire time. Like when they finally like he his his partner gets just murked like real quick. Like he's just done. Yeah, and then you know Denzel's like looking for his name is Barnes, but I'm I'm literally all of my notes just say Denzel like straight up. I don't even know because <laughs> it's like Denzel did all of these things for real in real life. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. So he's coming up on him, and they got these like sweet handguns and shit. He's in the restaurant eating and stuff. Uh, like again, at this like, different, ch- uh, he's behind a wall. You see a silhouette, and stuff like pops off, and it turns out it's not him there. And he teleports behind this like sushi bar or some shit. Things go down. He ends up shooting the sushi chef to get to Russell Crowe, who also has a name, but he's just Russell Crowe. And um, <laughs> all my notes, all of them. It and, uh, yeah. and, and he just he he just like he's just murking people left and right, you know, and it, it, he shoots him in the shoulder. And then like dude appears and he, he man- manages to get a hit on and Denzel. And then he starts like sticking his thumb into the fucking wound. And this is where you cut out and realize, like, not only is this a simulation, but there's, like, dudes in VR in probably one of the best rigs I've ever seen in a movie, period. Like, this thing looks 
it's this massive as good as it could look yeah it's it's this massive thing it's it's what it's kind of it's yeah you know what yeah it's it's, elaborate it's (laughs) the best that it could look in the 90s of how you'd expect of how much shit they would have to make to make like a weird 90s computer but it's like full immersion vr that's what i'm talking about it's not you're not sitting in a chair you're suspended sitting in a chair so you can move your arms and legs and it all has like haptic feedback somehow that they never really explained but like what you feel in the simulation, you feel in real life. And we're not wired to feel getting electrocuted through a bullet hole. So the two dudes, like the one guy's dead and they're showing his brain scan and his brain is just going the fuck off. And he's like stuck in the ice behind the sushi. Bar. Yeah, he's like being electrocuted is what they say. Right. Like, yeah. That's, and they're trying to pull them out and they're having difficulty. And it's because the developer of Sid 6.7 is a total piece of shit. Like this is his baby. You know what I mean? Like he he did this. He's he's been compiling it because it's he's described as what like a, a learning um, algorithm or something it's like, like that. It's a neural network. Yeah, it's a neural network. Like like you said before, with with getting a bunch of like Hitlers in one place, and then the idea is they put like a it, it was a developmental thing because he is a learning neural network. So he had to raise it like a child, but this child is made up of several personalities, and they all fought each other to see who would win, and then he took those. And just ramped it up with more and more psychopaths. So you learn later that he's literally 200 of the strongest criminals and psychos and terrorists in one program. All that. So he knows everything that they knew and how to do it. And like, but he has a personality and a consciousness. So let's talk about this for a hot second. So this virtual reality, like you find out too, that these guys aren't cops. Like Denzel and his partner are not cops. As a matter of fact, they're criminals. And we'll get into that. But like they're experimenting on criminals, which explains that documentary about the hole in the head. Mm -hmm. Like he's he's very this is very much a problem for him. They're literally just convicts who signed up for this to get less time. Right. Yeah. And it was like knocking like nothing off. It was like nine months. Yeah. Because he's got like 17 years. Um, But again, we'll we'll get into all of that noise. And it's the, the, the one lady. There's this lady and then William Fickner, the great William Fickner are uh, like kind of in charge of the cops. Yeah. And the lady, I can't remember her name or who she is as an actress or anything like that. No she really idea. only has like two scenes or three scenes in the movie, but she, she actually says the words virtual reality was supposed to be a safe place to train my law enforcement people. And this is nice, like two dudes with like cooked brains are sitting in these rigs still. And now I don't know about you, but like, just go ahead and like, look up Richie's plank experience fails on YouTube. And I'm going to tell you like VR is not a safe place. <laughs> like it just ain't. I mean, I remember uh, sitting with my, like, I think my dad came to visit one time and I, I put on the, the, the PSVR demo disc with the fucking shark cage. It'll make you twitch. I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, especially if you've never seen anything like that before. And like, they're basically training these guys to be cops against the absolute pinnacle of criminality, which is not what the average cop is going to be going against. Like the, yeah. the one flaw in this plan is that like now every time you approach a situation based upon this training, it's just go ham as opposed to like maybe reason with the person, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, no. So like little, little, you know, in the armor there. Um, Anyway, so Denzel's a convict. He's a he's an ex cop though, and they use you know the convicts to the test this fucking VR and stuff. And um, 
it turns out like also uh, like on their uniforms, on the, on the convict uniforms, they, they're, it's a barcode. So barcodes real big in 1995. Like uh, yep. a lot of the conspiracy theorists, I think we're talking about that being like the mark of the beast. Around that yeah. Yeah. They were. So mm-hmm. that was real big. And then we also find out as he's being scanned back into prison that he has a metal arm. So yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I love I, it. It's like, Chekhov's gun because it really fucking comes in like it, if they didn't set this up it would have been a deus ex machina at the end of the movie oh yeah but like because it's just like such a fucking swiss army knife at the end like but yeah not in the ways you think either don't worry this isn't going to be like reconfigure like optimus prime's hand from this, a isn't, fist to a cannon. this isn't this isn't the sonic sco- screwdriver or anything yeah no this is no. more like a, hey it's a crowbar you know like it's 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 underwhelming and and well done at the same time. It's a prosthetic, time. and that's about it. Yeah. So the I guard sits. Oh god, right I want to talk about this prison because. Well, yeah, yeah. These two scenes. We're about to. It really, just, yeah, like these two scenes is what. Uh, so yeah, he walks into this room naked. All right. Yeah. And like, it's funny because like Denzel in the VR is all cleaned up with like a nice tight haircut and a hat and everything, and then when you cut out, he's got like dreads and a beard. Like a little bit, you know, he's like mm-hmm. looking like he's been in jail. He looked a little rough. Um, and then so like he gets into they, they bring him back to the prison and there's like different doors. And he's he's expecting to go through the one back into like isolation or whatever. And this other door opens and he's like, that's not the right door. And he's like, yeah. And so he goes in and there's it's it's like if you <laughs> had a mall. And you cut off the second floor walkways and you just put white, like translucent paper <laughs> up on either side and just had little holes in it so people could throw decks of cards and endless fucking paper at you. Yep. Because he walks into this two story corridor. It's almost like a cutaway from uh, the, the thief, his wife, her lover, and the cook, or whatever the fuck that movie was. Like, it was very much like this a lot. Anyway, so like it, it's this weird corridor, two story room, uh, just like with glass walls i guess and people yelling and they don't like him because he's a cop because they can see him somehow yeah and then this door opens at the other end and a fucking nazi comes out straight up white supremacist you know motherfucker literally sig hails as soon as he gets out literally sig hails as soon as he walks yeah. out and he's got white power tattooed on the back of his right hand like so in case you were wondering and um <laughs> And, and you know, he, he's got to fight this goon because, like, the guy he went into VR with died or something. It gets real f- super fucked up. And he's like, he's like, you talked him into it. And I'm wondering what that conversation had to have been like. Denzel yeah. Washington walks up to the white supremacist table and is like, hey, one of you guys want to get out early? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I, it, that's one tidbit yes. of information that just like got like went over my head because I'm too busy like looking at the shadow show that yeah. is apparently this Jack oh, yeah, no. prison because it was a cool like shot, but I'm like looking at it and I'm like just shadows behind doors throwing paper out of their slots. And yeah, I'm, it's almost it's like a Cindy Lauper video. Like it's yeah, it's like, what is happening? Yeah. Which you know what, dude, did music videos won fucking awards for it? So hey, help, shout out. Hey, but like that, that Denzel just fucks this dude up. Like this dude has a shiv and everything, and he make he at one point he beats the shit out of him, and the guy's like the shivs on the ground. He's like pick it up, and then he continues to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> It's fucking magnificent. And then he's sitting there, he's got the guy in a chokehold, and he's like, yo, come get your boy. <laughs> oh, it. my God, I loved it. That was the, it's literally, I was like, yeah. You never thought that you would ever hear, like, Denzel Washington say, 
And it was like, come get your boy! And I'm like, oh my god, yes. This is the best movie ever. And then the guards come in, they just club him to death. Like, yeah. they don't, they beat the shit out of him. They just yeah. beat the shit out of him. And it's just like, all right. So, you know, that that's that's that. And then, uh, so we find out that, like, Sid 6.7 is self-aware. And he he likes to deal with his creator conversationally. You know, like, that's this is kind of a thing that's going on. His creator's a total fucking turd. Like, he's just, there's nothing about this guy at any point. Like, they set up so, like, when you meet him, you're like, oh, this guy's an asshole. And they never give you any reason to think differently. You get the like, sense that he's someone who's a, like, has a fascination with all these fuckers that he put into Sid. And that, like, yeah. and he just, like, he has an unhealthy fascination with, like, serial killers. and like So he's, like, like, the modern equivalent would be someone who, like, listens to nothing but uh, true crime murder podcasts. You know, like, he, he's he's that person. You know what I mean? Where, so, so okay so i see, us. I see. Yeah, yeah it's us, us. it's us it's literally it's, it's us, us. <laughs> it's literally us. like we would totally be that's why we can empathize you know maybe yeah, maybe yeah, sympathy yeah. i don't know like it's just not good um uh, but he, he's totally like he likes this dude and this dude is like you know it's it, it, it's just fucking with them all the time Boy, hold he's on like, channel link what were you gonna say before oh, i was just gonna say this kind of sounds like that guy that uh had this uh startup business has that startup business that wants to turn everybody's uh social media profiles into <laughs> Into ghosts. All right, uh, cool. Yeah. I oh God. Oh man. I, yeah. He kind of sounds like that. A real good I, idea. Yeah. Never what? really stops to think about what he's well, like, doing. What, yeah. Yeah. What problem is he think he's solving? Like, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think know. That ever really came up because you would think, and you find out later, like it's Sid six point seven. Mm-hmm. So like, there's this file with like. Sid 1.0 all the way on up every, you know, point one, point two, point three. you know, like there's so many different iterations of it, you know, and each one started with like the battle of the psychopath algorithms, you know, like they're, uh, this one wins. So then you go into the next bracket, you know, it's like March madness, but for fucking Hitler. And <laughs> yeah. So this and, is, um, he treats it like his baby. Like he, lo- it's like, he has like an unhealthy love for this program and, and never- he's having a conversation with Sid and Sid is like, you know, doing like funny shit on the screen. He's playing a piano. He does a backflip. You know, he's not beholden to the laws of physics because he's in like an algorithm. They're having a conversation and he's literally telling him like, you have God, you know, and you could look at your God and creator. I look, you can't look at your God and creator, but you assume that he's majestic. I look at mine and I'm very unimpressed. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a great, yeah, like, great line. He's- He's never not just dogging on people. I know. It's such a great line. Like, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, you, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, man. So, like, that's how you meet him. And then, like, I, I don't know. Some stuff happens. We cut back, and there's just this guy uh, standing, talking about the, the vaporwave chess, you know, sexy girl. Yeah. Like, so there's this, this, like, woman on the screen. Oh, that's the thing. There's six gigantic screens that they're, like, it's all they're all kind of put together to make one larger screen you know um every guys and that's how they're observing what's going on you guys like, ever go to uh toys r us in the 90s oh yeah like the big that giant uh screen rig that they had oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. for like n64 ps ps yeah it's ba- mm-hmm. yeah that's basically what it was yeah 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 it's all it is it, you know it's just a big monitor for it's like a flat monitor for them to you know observe their different programs because there's a ton of them there's like like Sheila, as it were, you know, she's, she's just basically there to like seduce. And she's like, uh, this, the guy that's like, I guess, watching it, 
uh, the creator of it or whatever, or uh, not the creator. He's the creator of the nanotech shit. We'll get to that in a second. But like, he's, he's standing there just watching her and she's like flirting with him. And he's just like slowly putting his hand in his pocket, but it stays pretty safe. You know, like, you, you know, really there's a, he gets the, what the fuck is this idiot's name that created Sid? I can't remember. Like I wrote it down later and it's, it's like, because of the D maybe, I don't know. Daryl, his name's Daryl. He's mm-hmm. like, um, he's, he like sneaks up behind this guy and the, the, all the shit's in the same room. Like the rigs in the room with the screen. So they just like work there, you know, uh, they work at a place called L E T A C LETAC law enforcement technology advancement center, because those sure. Cause, cause why? Um, the, but this dude's like, you know, yeah, yeah, she's really hot. Uh, you know, but why don't you give me some time in the rig so I can go like. And also this, this nanotech, this guy who's talking to who the weird creep is talking to, the guy who's like. Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. He's played by Kevin J. O'Connor, who is a man. Again, there's a lot of character actors in this film. Every time I see him in like even a minor role in the film, I'm really happy. He's you. He's better remembered as Benny from The Mummy. But like I remember him from like the magician in Lord of Illusions, I love this man. Yeah, he's great. I love he's him. really great in this. Yeah, he's, he's like he's been in a couple other movies. He always has like really dirty fucking teeth in everything he's ever in. Everything, every literally everything. And um, and like usually like twenty percent of the time he's wearing fingerless gloves. Anyway, but like in this one, he's just he just wants to like kind of fuck this 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 program, and the Daryl approaches him about making nanotech androids he's like how's that project i've heard that my algorithm or something or he, he said something like your algorithm is the secret to like make my thing work why don't we put sheila in it and see what happens and uh you know switcheroo fucking dude pulls out the sid thing puts that thing in the little cartridge blah 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 drops mm-hmm. the other one says, we don't need her no more and it's just it takes so long i don't i don't understand that choice whatsoever why would you I, why would you want to make Super Hitler serial killer fucking real? Yeah, like, why yeah, would you want him? I mean, oh, this dude's man. motivations. This is my one complaint with this film is that this dude's motivations aren't really made clear outside of yeah. him. I guess they are bad. Yeah, like I was manip- like later in the film, you don't get the sense he was ever manipulated by Sid because they do. They are having a conversation yeah. about this, but it's like, Sid, okay, yeah, Sid's an intelligent motherfucker, but like I don't. He wanted this. This guy wanted Sid to become physical, and it's never really made clear outside of me bad. Well, I think a lot of it, though, maybe because like he created this thing that is now smarter than he is, and so he's being manipulated by mm-hmm. two hundred plus fucking sociopaths and psychopaths. So it really wouldn't be hard, you know. I can see that, but I just don't feel like they really set that up that much. No. Like that was the way I was able to hand wave it in my head. I remember he said but, something as he was like walking off, uh, something about, um, I don't know. It just seemed like he was trying to teach someone a lesson, but it wasn't really made clear as to who that someone yeah. was. Yeah, he it, not not nearly. Yeah, but uh, so so they do. They they make Sid. And they put him in the goop and uh, he forms a blue alien egg. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I saw that and I'm like, how? Well, I'm like, hey, wait, hold on. How'd that happen? And apparently, <laughs> nanites. nanites make- I mean, it, doesn't, it does not even look like a womb. It literally no. looks like it looks the like, alien egg. Yeah, like, a, like an egg sack or something. And to be Made fair, out of bean bags. 
Yeah, and to be fair, this is a cool scene because I wasn't expecting it in the slightest because I'm like, how does a nano person get birthed? Apparently they get birthed like looking like a bug-eyed like Teletubby coming out of a blue egg. And, <laughs> and then they pull it together. They, yeah, then he just re- reconfigured himself until he looked like a naked Russell Crowe. And uh, it's a naked Russell Crowe. It's great. Yeah. And then I think Dylan takes off and he straight up murders uh, Benny. Yeah, he murders he just, Benny. Mm-hmm. He just fucking murks him for no reason. It's a shame. Yeah, and then he, no. cuts, he cuts a finger off and then he 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 generates it from a petri dish because here's how this thing works. Okay, so you have this weird like polyhedrix looking cube thing that's like a diamond within a diamond with a chip inside or something like that, and that's apparently like the sum total of this program. If you and I don't know how they just dropped the shit in the goop and it worked but like you know because there was no testing like i don't think they've ever there's no clear like oh yeah well we have a you know track record with it this might be the one you know like no he thinks he's but that's the other thing poor benny thinks it's gonna make sheila and he's like yeah you're not sheila I know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking russell crowe man what the fuck anyway um but it, it automatically knows what to do how to configure and as long as that's intact within the goop it can like reach out to silicon to regenerate because there's, they show this little animation, these little nano bugs that go in and they like pull the stuff over and they turn it into what it needs. And I'm like, why just glass, but fine. Fuck it. Again, hand wave. Move yeah, on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's, he's on the loose and they call Denzel to catch Sid and uh, they, they, they dangle a pardon in front of him and then they put a tracking device in his skull. <laughs> this scene when I when they said tracking device, right? I'm thinking like well, RFID chips existed back then. They were probably a little bigger, but I'm like, yeah, that's a that was a thing. No, they they sedate him while upright and shove a gigantic cranial needle into his damn head and inject like a this biopsy needle. Yeah, too. like this. Like, this is one of those things. Like as it's going in, they're going to have to remove tissue in order to slide that thing back in. Like, yeah, there's no way. Brutal. Yeah. They put it right into this, and they show it like on like a digital right display. Behind his ear. Yeah, yeah, and they and they show it like going into his head through a digital display, and it's like right in the center of his brain. Oh, and you and know, I, I haven't seen this movie in twenty six <laughs> fucking years. Okay, but God help me, I, I had like a couple of thoughts right there. The first of all is like well, that's not practical. I yeah. literally thought they were just going to put a fucking like house arrest bracelet yeah. on. Yeah. A neck bomb. I thought they know? were just going to put it in, like, you know, the space between your pointer finger and your thumb, a flush there. And I'm like, because that's what they would do now. And I'm like, nah, right. giant needle to the dome. Oh. And then the second thought was, oh, that's a bomb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to happen. And then, you know, like, it's a really, well, it's a, again, that's another scene that goes on a little too long. But like, there's this really cool moment where the guy who's administering the injection, He's waiting with gloves and, and like a piece of cotton so that when the needle comes out, he can go and cover up the blood and the fact that there wasn't a hole there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I really love that moment. It's just like, oh, well done. They try. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. there's uh, 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 Kelly. Uh, oh, God. What's her name? Um, uh, she's the she's the scientist writer lady. She's a psychologist. And, yeah. yeah she's she a criminal. A, yeah. She's established as a criminal psychologist. She has like 10 jobs. Like I, yes. I, it was never really kind of clear as to like what she was, but she's badass. And she's like, she wants to go with him. And he's like, who the fuck are you anyway? Also, why were you there? And she, she gives like her CV right there. She's like, Oh yeah, I do this, that, and the other thing. And I'm curious about this and that, whatever. And then he makes it emphatically clear to the chief that like, look, it's her ass. I ain't no babysitter. You know, like I'm not like, I'm not here to take, I got to hunt 
mega Hitler, and you want me to take yeah. <laughs> a writer, scientist, psychologist with me? Like, I don't know if this is a great idea. And, and it never is. It never is. Yeah. You know, you never want to be in the gaze of a psychopath, especially if you're going with a guy trying to hunt him. So, so Sid straight up murders people for clothes and a gun. Just boom. Walks he, re- he reenacts the uh, Manson murders in like some, mm-hmm. in some, we don't get, we don't get to see it, but basically you get, the, they establish that he's copycatting like the murders mm-hmm. in his head. So he recreates the Manson murders with like, you know, I'll die, all pigs die in blood, you know, and he, yeah, mm-hmm. he takes their clothes, takes their credit cards. One of them had a gun for some reason. Right. Well, there was a badge they showed too. It looked like it was a cop. Was it? It was like a cop and a wife or something like that. Yeah, because there was just cat. somebody with a holster. Like I didn't. I that. Uh, I thought I, I saw that. like a badge. Yeah, but it was real quick. Like, yeah, it was, it was one of the, that that scene for not showing like the killings. It it really kind of it's like one and a half second, one and a half second, mm-hmm. one and a half second cuts. You know, and it's it's kind of tough. It's there to kind of paint a very abstract picture of what happened. Yeah. Um. And and so like Sid has like two hundred serial killer personalities. We, we have this Charles Manson graffiti. That's like the only fucking time he does that. Like there's all these other serial killers and Hitlers and shit going on in there. There's like so many Hitlers in there and he's not doing like any of that shit. He doesn't no. like take any of their other, you know, signatures. Well, the only other we're gonna, they, well, we're going to yes. establish there's one very specific plot device and that's mm-hmm. the only time they ever use it. We did. <laughs> They don't. It's they, like, they, yeah. Yeah. Oh. This movie is just. There, keep so, going. So he gets dressed. You know, he leaves. He's got to go to the club. He's got to go to the club. Gotta. You gotta. He's, he's gotta. <laughs> he's gotta do it, and he does. And Tracy Lords, yo, fucking Tracy <laughs> Lords is doing a live PA at this club. They got all these screens up everywhere that's just doing these weird glitched out kind of thermal graphics and stuff like that. And she's singing some song, um, probably about sex. Who knows? And my favorite thing in the movie happens um, that turns into my least favorite thing in the movie uh, in, in the matter of like 10 minutes. There are these weird DJ controllers. I, like, I, 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 keep, I, I knew you were going to mention it. I knew it. I have to. Or synths or drum machines. And in 1995, let me tell you, that was some fucking stupid shit. Like, that was dumb. <laughs> that was not cool. There's no fucking way. It immediately made me, and this is this is this is for the old heads out there. This made me think back to that episode of fucking Buck Rogers with Gil Gerard, where they're at some club and they just have this flat table with lights on it, and these idiots are just like putting their hands over it, and music they couldn't possibly be making is coming out of it. Now in 2021, I want to get like three of these things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a table with like goopy Glo- indents on it of and, and globes. Yeah, and like globes that you just press and sound comes out somehow. Yeah, but it makes sense because there's actually like instruments like that. Like my buddy has a he's got this this uh, drum basically that looks like the top of just a surface of a drum, but it has a bunch of different pads on it. So you can program it to do a bunch of different shit. Mm-hmm. It's not that big a reach to just like put some breast implants on that to make it make a sound or something. I mean, there's like, it's got like theremin shit going on. Yeah, yeah. It can sample. He could play like apparently electric guitar on it. We'll get to that. And it's, uh, 
it's not that far off from where we're at, like controller wise. Like it's really, really not wrong. Like it doesn't look as wrong now. That's the one thing I never thought was going to hold up in this movie. And it's actually kind of like, okay, all right. Because (laughs) I could see them putting these things out in a year, like literally a year. I could see someone figuring like teenage fucking, uh, uh, software or programming. What the fuck are they called? Teenage instruments. I could see those guys like making one of these. Cause they get that, that weird, they got that weird little uh, sequencer synth that you can like pick up and it has an accelerometer. So you can do effects that way and shit. Like, yeah, we're not fucking far from that at all. And so like, there's this great moment where Sid's like, just taking it all in, man. He's checking it out. He walks up to her. She looks down at him. Cause she's fucking Tracy Lords, man. And um, she was getting a lot of screen time back then. You know, uh, she she was a former adult film actress, and huh. oh yeah, big time. She was super famous. Like I didn't watch it, and I knew who she was because she started doing techno, and she put a couple of albums out, and she was in Blade. She's in the fucking scene in Blade at the beginning. Like oh shit, I forgot to... about that. Yeah, yeah, she's wow. like she did a bunch of acting all this. Like she was trying to break out and stuff. And it was like, her techno was fine. She did shit with like Lords of Acid. I think that's awesome. like, they, oh, that's so cool. I all mean, right. like and Lords of Acid is also on the soundtrack. So like the soundtrack we'll get to too, man. It's good. Like, there's a lot of good shit on there. Um, for, for the time, it was kind of mind blowing to hear some of these songs again that like he didn't have to turn down because yeah, he does at one point while Sid's like walking around like a badass. After he gets a new, we'll get to that. But like they turn down "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees just so that they can stay on YouTube. Yeah, just a no- just a quick note: we all watch this on like YouTube. Oh fuck yeah, it's yeah, because we're we're not paying money for the, for it. But like, yeah. So Sid notices that the <clears throat> bartender is an android. <laughs> 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 oh my god this oh. this is where the movie just kicks it up a notch great he, he's like so you're like one of my predecessors and then he's like because he's so arrogant and he's just like i'm offended by that and he blows his fucking head off and then the whole <laughs> fucking club goes ape shit crazy and then he says everybody get on your knees and they do except <laughs> fucking tracy lords like she's on her way out with her bandmate and he's like don't stop stop better not and then he shoots her bandmate and she gets away yeah shout out to tracy lords <laughs> i just love that like yeah they i guess it is a real like in a real situation it's true but it's like it's only one dude and like a thousand like a shit ton of people in a club yeah like 20 30 yeah probably could have made it before he fucking yeah he doesn't have enough bullets next like, go yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, then shit gets real dumb real quick Oh, it does. It does. It does. Because this guy is like, he's he's Hitler Manson. Yeah. So he gets real arrogant with it. Is like, God, there's, they cut back to Denzel's character and the psychologist a few times. They're like, oh, he reenacted the Manson murders. But before we got to track him down, Sid, using these weird titted DJ equipment, uh, starts recording their screams like an opera and samples. He's sampling he's like the- antagonizing them. Yeah. This is the moment where my favorite thing in the movie became my fa- least favorite thing in the movie. But when they finally, when he finally whips it up Ugh. and he gets all of the sounds going, you get it. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's still dumb, but a Russell Crowe is acting the fuck out he of this. He's having so like, much fun. 
I have no idea what notes they gave him to do this because he's just like, hey, you know what? What if Hitler wasn't a painter? What if he was a conductor? And then <laughs> run with it. Um, and he does. But the sound design in this in this moment, it's like really awkward and bad for a moment. This is where the, the quality of this moment dips for me. When he starts doing the electric guitar stuff and they're just like, he's just randomly hitting buttons and stuff. And it's just like, eh, this doesn't work. But when he has his hands off the equipment and all of the sounds that are building into this weird cacophonous chorus, then it kind of wins me back a little bit. I was just like, oh, all right. And then Denzel shows up and shoots the fuck out of him. Just like... <laughs> Straight up fucking empties a clip into his ass. And somehow every time, you know, every time he shoots at him, he literally just empties the magazine and oh, just yeah. like keeps going because like he's not a person. Like he's just made right. of nanites. So like right. this dude is just getting perforated. He could have solved this by shooting him in the mouth, like at any point. Yeah, like, he didn't I, shoot him in the face once throughout this yeah. entire film. He now he, I think he had a headshot, didn't he? Did I don't he? know. I, I mean know. he, he, he still so. we'll get to why this matters later. But yeah, no, so like Denzel shows up, he shoots the shit out of Sid, Sid escapes. He fucking does this like crazy, like animalistic jump over him into a uh, elevator. And this is where you get the catchphrase uh, where he, he's like uh, something Barnes, like uh, this is for you Barnes yeah. or some shit. What was this fucking catchphrase? This he is says for it you like, Barnes. yeah, yeah. And it's because like when, the, okay, so one of the personalities is, you know, we got to get into the backstory a little bit. Well, not quite yet. We'll, not, we'll do we're, not there yet. Mm-hmm. we're not there yet. But Sid escapes, he pops the bird, he's gone. And it turns out, like, oh man, this bit's... He's watching all these TVs in a street market. <laughs> that happens here, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, he's, he's watching all the he TVs leaves, in the street market. Well, hold on. He escapes the club, right? And right. there's a car... Ch- there is actually a pretty cool oh, car... Oh, wait, ch- no, no, yeah. we gotta back up a bit. We gotta back up yeah. a bit. He stole this dude's clothes. He has a suit on and he sees a dude at the club and he's like, I like your suit. And then you see him wearing the suit. So like, (laughs) this comes up later. This movie really does have some great callbacks because when they're describing the scene on the news later, that dude is sitting there in his underwear straight up like, and then the guy took my suit and I'm like, why would you agree to be interviewed? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Chase from the club because I thought the when he does like the walk oh, down with his new suit. Well, this is a part that it, I, this is a part that I, yeah, yeah. I didn't take any notes about that. Here's the thing. Yeah. Okay, after the club, Denzel shoots the shit out of Sid, and Sid and he already did like the comparison with the other guy. Oh, I like I like your suit. And then Denzel shows up, shoots the shit out of him. He's not wearing the new suit, so they have a really cool car chase. They establish that he Sid is physically impervious to damage, so long as it's not mm-hmm. to to like basically his ultimate carbon stack and he's impervious to damage. It's uncomfortable because he loses mass because he's made up. He just made up of robots. So the dude literally just eats glass and because silicon, he starts to regenerate all the the lost bits. Uh, They get stopped. Sid of Denzel shoots him some more. He goes, he jumps off an overpass. It disappears. It just vanishes. Then later, magically he's wearing the suit. He stole from this other guy. Yeah. Right. He's doing the magic. Walk down. Yeah, I don't understand. Like that was- that's where staying alive happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, this dude gives him a high five, and he, he's like surprised by it. Like, <laughs> what's the part where <laughs> I fucking love that bit? <laughs> what's the part where uh, Sid gets his hand blown blown off? Is it still at the club? Not, not yet. No, not no. Yet. we're almost there. We're almost there because this is where he goes and he's watching the TV and they're reporting on it. Oh, and that's God. when you find out that like dudes in his fucking skivvies and yeah. he's like, dude stole my suit. And this guy's watching like 
an ultimate fighting match. And so Sid changes the channel and the guy changes it back. And Sid's like, he changes the channel and then he breaks his fucking neck. (laughs) (laughs) Then he watches the TV for a couple of minutes and he realizes he's being recorded by some guy. And, you know, cut to uh, they're at the scene of this crime. They're watching the video that this dude took and Sid has gone to the fight. And there's the dude who always said, let's get ready to rumble. Yep. You know, he was making that cash back then. That guy is in everything yep. like mm-hmm. for like a decade. Oh, like, Jesus, fuck. And so anyway, um, and, and now there's a song playing and the crowd is chanting Kapow. Not my favorite. Yeah, Turns that was out, weird. The song is called Kapow in the soundtrack. I don't know if I want to hear what it's supposed to sound like. But anyway... There's a fight going on and people are doing this. And it's not like it's turning into a song. It's literally the same loop like over and over again. It's not like we will rock you. You know what I mean? It's trying to be, but it shouldn't be that prominent in the mix. And the kapow just... Yeah, it takes... And and this whole UFC thing is like fucking crazy because there's like people in the audience just decking each other. You know what I mean? They're just like straight up like dude turns into another dude just cold cocks them for no fucking reason and i'm like what the fuck is going on here like is there so anyway this is what you're talking about this is where there's a guard at the event yeah that like goes to stop sid and he uh sid like grabs the guard has a shotgun at a sporting venue (laughs) it's the 90s man i don't know which Denzel earlier in the movie calls a people pleaser, doesn't he? Or a crowd pleaser. Yeah, like that, yeah. <laughs> it's badass. When he says it, it's sick. So, uh, so yeah, what did you want to say about this bit? Uh, I just thought uh, I noticed um, after uh, just another film editing mistake. Uh, so Sid, Sid's head, hand gets blown off by the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Cuts away to him. And it's it's only like a second and a half shot but you can you can see when he turns away you know he's still got his hand you know they didn't uh, yeah. keep it around oh, yeah. oh and the stuntman who does the backflip yeah it's good enough you know what i mean <laughs> That's the, yeah yeah we're not talking like jackie chan's cast painted to look like a sneaker in rumble in the bronx levels of i didn't notice that until the outtakes but like it was one of those things where I just kind of look for that shit now and it ruins everything. <laughs> they cried. I mean, for the time period too, they even like, I think they use like some CGI, early CGI to like zoom oh, totally, out. Totally. Oh, yeah. To zoom out yeah. of the backflip so you could see like Russell Crowe actually backflipping when he's not. And I thought for the time period, I'm like, all right. That was you know, impressive. a lot of the facial, well, the facial glitches and stuff throughout. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. It was like, like oh that. shit, that's really this was made the same year as Hologram Man. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of that going on watching this movie. Yeah. It's, it's world. Yeah, like world his face world. like changes to other people's. He glitches sometimes when he gets hurt. And I'm like, that's actually looks good even by today's standards. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it held up. Yeah. Way better than I, I thought this was gonna be kind of <clears> like <throat> a, oh shucks, yeah, man, I just like this movie, whatever. You know, no, there's some really great fucking moments in this movie. It it's it's a kind of amazing. So like, so they like Sid jumps into the ring, and then Denzel shows up before Sid can beat the shit out of some people, which is totally what that's set up for. Like, why mm-hmm. would you go there? But it turns out, you know, it's more like he just wants to be the center of attention for a hot minute. Yeah, like he and, has this. Uh, they the psychologist lady kind of established it early on. Like after they find out, like he's been recorded after breaking that dude's neck. Sid is a type of killer who like 
because he's filled of so many other other like basically terrorists, which we'll get to. He needs an audience. He loves being seen. He's vain. He's extremely he's a, vain. Yeah. Megalomania. Yeah. Straight up, you know, and, and he takes off. Now there was a whole bit in here where he like tries to take a girl hostage. I didn't take any notes on that. Cause I don't remember what happened. Like, I, I just like somehow he, he noticed appeared. her when he was watching the TV. Yeah. Yeah. And then he like seeks her out and her boyfriend tries some shit and he just like fucks that. Because apparently as a silicone life form, he has, he is attracted to the opposite sex. I don't know how that right. works. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like that Sonic game where the girl kisses him. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. So Sid, Sid, you know, he jumps to the ring. Uh, Denzel arrives. Sid escapes. This whole scene is like for nothing. And then except his like hand gets shot off and then he heads like he heals his hand on a metro window and this is where we get into some like really confusing weird shit in the beginning of a odd trend that i didn't think was going to be in the movie denzel okay is running up and sid's got a woman he's holding hostage and it it looks like by all accounts denzel straight up fucking shoots her to yep. get to sit yep. because he's like apparently real bad at this like saving people he's like yeah, just terrible. no real, real bad at it yeah. like they set this up pretty much from this point on that he's just bad at it like you you get it in the vr training you know like where he just straight up shoots this chef in order to get to sit and, and sit even tell it, it, it even taunts him where he's like this is real life this is real life this is flesh and blood yeah. burr, 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 you know yeah. what do you think you're gonna do now bud you know and he straight up shoots it. and all these people see it and then like Sid just like dumps the body out and, and as he's rolling away, he's got like a little kid sitting on his lap and they're both waving. He's like, try it again, you know, like that kind of shit. And so there, it turns out though, that like Denzel gets detained for this, but he didn't do the shooting. Sid shot. And we find this out by the psychologist, scientist, author, and apparently mortician lady who's able to tell that like where it travels, like a bullet has traveled through. Like what part of the world <laughs> happened. Yeah. Like she, she totally pulls the sheet back and in like two seconds, she's like, nah, she was shot from behind. There's no way he could have done this. And you know, chief and everybody's just like, nah, he did it. So he gets put in chains and like, he's, he's stuck into like a paddy wagon and they're going to drive him away. Yeah. Uh, never mind the fact that Sid's on the loose. You know, but we, this guy, he's a problem. He straight up actually killed a person. Sid's killed 15, 20 people so far, but this guy, he killed one person. So we can't, like, he's our best chance, yeah. but we're fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, uh, so now we get the flashback. We find out what's going on. Um, there's this other serial killer terrorist murderer. Terrorist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guy, yeah. Named Grimes. Just let that. <laughs> Not even going to joke about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let that air out. And uh, so anyway, uh, this flashback shows Denzel hunting Grimes down while he's being like Grimes is being interviewed. Like, this in scene. Okay. Now, I, now <laughs> this scene. Oh God. I'll be damned if this scene isn't a callback to network. Because there's a scene in Network where, like, these mm-hmm. fucking people are, like, negotiating for, like, market shares with, like, a radical communist fucking, like, terrorist group. I mean, it's it's one of the best scenes in the movie. It's fucking hilarious because they're bitching about shares. Like, like how much 
well, I better get 15 on the back percent and like all this other shit. And that's what this is basically. It's like kind of like, you know, sci-fi dumbed down cyberpunk version of that where there's this cameraman and this lady are interviewing this guy being like, oh, hey, why do you do what you do? Oh, hey, will you say your catchphrase, which is, you know, come and get me or whatever. This come and is get, for it literally for, yeah, this is for you, Barnes. Like his catchphrase is, is literally taunting the guy who's Barnes. Yeah. He's like, why did you pick Barnes? He's like, I didn't pick him. He picked me. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Okay, fine. You know, like mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. So uh, Denzel finds his wife and kid down there, right? And they're locked in a room and there's a bomb. And he's like, well, I can save him. And he opens the fucking door and it trips a laser like tripwire mm-hmm. that blows his arm clean off. Okay. Gone. And Family he dead. loses his shit. Family yep. is dead. Denzel loses an arm and he proceeds to like gun it's- down. Most and, badass I have ever seen Denzel Washington and all. He's missing an arm and Honestly. he is cutting motherfuckers down like it ain't nothing. It's covered so in blood. Great. It's so good. <laughs> it's great. And then, and then, you know, he sees the media people. He's like, hey, get down. And that's when he kills like two of Grimes' henchmen and just like puts like six in fucking Grimes' chest. He's just like, he's way past reloading. We don't need fucking counting bullets in this shit. Man. <laughs> And then something happens. There's like a sound behind him and he turns around and he like pop, pop, kills the media. He kills the cameraman and the lady. That's why he goes to jail. And I was <laughs> like, oh, so, you know, now he's thinking about all this shit and he's in the paddy wagon, right? How? And then like something happens and he snaps out of it. And it turns out Sid straight up killed the cops that were driving him. Yeah. And he's like setting them free and he lets them know. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> That tracking device has a neurotoxin. So I was close. You know, I was like, bomb. Yeah, yeah. Eh, neurotoxin. Eh, close enough. You know, like, that's not good. Um, the B plot in this movie at this point is that, like, it's it's about Denzel Washington denying killing people. Like, it's just. It's, <laughs> that's. It's a killer versus it, but a bigger it killer. Fucking looks like it, you know, like he, yeah. he he doesn't kill his family. You know what I mean? It's an accident. Like he doesn't know that there's a tripwire. He's of course going to take that upon himself. Like that, I don't count that one. But it did happen. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like if he hadn't opened the door, blah, blah, blah. This lady on the train, less so. You know what I mean? Like, but he's he's like, I totally didn't kill her. And he didn't, it turns out, you know, you don't find this out for a little bit because you know, they're considering setting off the neurotoxin. Will and Victor and the cop lady. Like the, the the administrator, you know what I mean? Like they're get, they're going to like, well, we need to get the approval to, you know, make sure that we can go to the single terminal that controls this thing. <laughs> and like somehow like the chief finds out about it, like Denzel tells the chief about it or something like that, or, or yeah. no, 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 the, the, the doctor lady, she explains it to him. And, and, and she's like, he's innocent. Like, and he's like, Oh God, you're right. Cause like somebody finds out like he's innocent. You know what I mean? And they got to get to him because like now the police are after him on top of Sid and they're about to pop this fucking poison pill in his head. So what's the chief do? (laughs) The chief fucking rolls up into the terminal and just shoots the shit out of it. He just bam, 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 bam. Like his chair throws it through like this big monitor, just fucks up this entire room and they're like what are you doing oh no it's like we like it, and yeah it's the only one i'm not sure russell even russell crowe had more fun in a scene yep. i really don't know because like this this was just the actor looked joyous like he yeah. was happy doing this. <laughs> um 
But we also need to talk about like so like this this makes me talk about like want to talk about technology for a hot second. <sighs> yeah. You mean they well like there's no cell phones. Nope. First of all, there's a pre-cell okay, phone so, world. Yeah, it's pre-cell phone world. Most of what you see happens through uh, CBs and stuff. Um there isn't like video phones or any like clever quick way for people to communicate with one another. It all has to be kind of like the way it was in 1995 where we have nano androids. We have computer graphics, but we still have like CRT tube TVs, uh-huh. you know, and, and like cop cars are still four Tauruses, And like, it's just <laughs> <laughs> the big car that him and, and the, the writer lady ride around in all the time is a like fucking Bronco. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's great oh did did we talk about oh yeah that was the scene we forgot to talk about earlier where like okay so the club they're on the way to the club right and they have a problem because there's a fucking semi truck tanker truck mind you yeah jackknifed on the freeway and denzel gets out of the the suv and he takes off so i'm sitting there going like well that's exploding oh yeah and so all this shit happens at the club and then like somehow they get looped around and this is the car chase where like dude eats the handful of glass in the cop car. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Denzel tells her to grab the wheel while he puts the people pleaser out to shoot a bunch of times. And that's when dude jumps off the bridge and it goes away and, and the, the MMA stuff happens. The tanker truck never explodes. Nope. Like, I, God damn it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's literally just there to mock you. Like it's, you know what, no, you know what it is? You know what it is? You know what it is? It's there to bring down the average set by fucking hologram man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explode it in that other movie, not this one. I'm trying to think if there's even a single fucking explosion in this fucking movie. I, I don't think there is. There are a lot of broken glass. No, oh, it's tons <laughs> of broken glass. A lot of it is consumed. But uh, So anyway, yeah, Chief saves the fucking day by just going like sick house. Like, just emptying everything. And, uh, Sid is now made his way to a television station. Also, it's established at this point that I said before that the terrorist that killed Denzel Washington's family is like his neural personality is inside of Sid. And this is basically like. Huh? Isn't it uh, implied that he's like the dominant personality? They mentioned that they're not like. Yeah. he lets him come to the fore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because like at one point early in the movie, he's like, I know who you are. You know, he recognizes yeah, him, yeah. not just from the training. So like, there's like that kind of thing where he's just like, Oh, well, clearly the best tactic I have is to let this guy fucking get inside his head. And that makes sense. Like that, you know, it's like, I would have liked, I guess to have seen him kind of evolve through a bunch of them maybe not for the gore aspect of it, but to establish that there's a roiling, you know, but that would have been a two and a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. He uses it to mock him a few times. His face changes into grimes and you get, yeah. yeah, And you get the sense that like, this is, this becomes like a different kind of like revenge kind of movie where he's like, I got to get the, the neural personality of the guy who killed my family is like a second chance. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, and then like Sid now because he's a megalomaniac, he finds his way onto uh, into a television station, and he he has he has gone and shown up at the writer's house already dressed as a technician in a van, and like you you're just like yeah you totally like kidnapped like the kid like you just 
that's why he's there. Yeah. And then he mm-hmm. goes to this this television station and after apparently setting up some shit, he just starts wrecking the station, twitching a bunch of knobs, randomly hitting buttons like he knows what he's doing. And then um, he murders a dude live on the air. And the, there, there's a monitor that's showing the screen, but at the bottom it has like engagement that is connected through phone lines. And I can imagine a reviewer in 1995 being like, phone lines. And now I'm like, Nah, <laughs> I don't understand how this entire scene worked. It was like it's basically like, okay, before this, Sid is like basically sticking his arms into like the news servers and like all of these computers and whatnot, fiddling with stuff, changing wires, fucking shit up. And then suddenly yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets his own like displays on the news with like death counters and like votes to kill and like a skull emblem to like you know say this is death tv and like he's starting to say it's like how do you want to see people die strangulation cannibalism how would you like you know like and his new best news russell crowe news newscaster voice and i'm like he has the best line here too where he's just like (laughs) now for some of the younger viewers (laughs) You may want to, you know, tell your kids to like leave the room because you won't, you know, like you yeah. pieces of shit. You're like you're totally here to watch this. It's the best line in the fucking movie, and I'm totally misquoting it just because I do want you all to watch this. Yeah, movie. you need to go watch this movie. It's there's pretty too, fucking awesome. There's too many good. great scenes like this one, and it's like, yeah, yeah. He, he just he hijacks this news station to get like his own like death TV, and it's basically like showing. He calls it that. He literally calls yeah, it that. He calls it death. What's well, better than the other title, which was is TV? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or TV is. There's a question mark in the middle and the two letters like switch. They the, just the, rotate I, around. They just rotate around yeah. back and forth. And I'm like, what are you? I thought it was, to- I thought it was, I thought it was topical before this too, because before he kills one of the, because apparently like there's a debate going on, on the new show between like an, an indigenous, like a Mexican guy and a white supremacist. It's not even clear. Congress. It's not like, even clear. I'm, Cause he looked like a I'm native. Looking at this guy and and I'm like, what are you? What are they? What do they? Brown person, and yes, it's that like the debate is like illegal immigration, and I'm like, oh well, that's topical. I'm like, no, we should, you know, close our borders. You know, we're at war, and just sit. Well, what's interesting about that too is when that guy starts talking, the numbers go up. Yeah. So like, thumbs up to the director, man. And and the guy dies. The uh, the, oh yeah, he totally gets yeah he gets shot right in the head, and I'm like, oh great movie, thanks. And then the the fucking display just spikes. Yep. Like everybody's watching this shit now, you know, and it's absolutely insane. And there's this like, uh, so then then like, okay, so he's running the show for. So all right, help me through with through this next part because I think I was just enjoying this scene too. Much. Yeah, Sid's like running the show. Yep. Denzel's avoiding cops. Like he's he's just trying to get to the station because he sees what's going on. Um how what happens before denzel clearly shows up and then puts like all the bullets in fucking well the psychologist finds out that like they're trying to figure out where he is they're also trying to figure out where the worm of a programmer that kind of let him free is and turns out he's just been writing like helter skelter and shit on the walls of his motel room right and he shows up at the tv station because there's like cameras here and the psychologist realized like her kid's fucking missing and she they find out like he's here and I think she contacts Denzel somehow and he yeah, shows meeting up meeting outside in front of the TV. Yes, that's right. And that's when you find out Russell Crowe's got the daughter tied up next to a fucking bomb. Yeah, because he puts like the camera on like one, somehow has a camera where, where she's being oh, he's held. Got cameras everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And he's like showing he's like, oh, she's here. Who wants to see, you know, with the fluctuating views and whatnot? He's like, yeah, and there's now they put the ticking clock on. There's two hours. Yeah. 
Like now you got to solve this shit in like two hours. And uh, that's okay. And then the cops show up at this point and they start chasing Denzel and they're like, no, don't chase him. He actually didn't kill that lady. And like, it's just this awesome, like, okay. So cops are chasing Denzel. Who's chasing uh, Sid. Mm -hmm. And he finally gets to Sid at at the the studio. And he, he just pop, 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 puts as many bullets in him as he can, like through the fucking control room window. And, you know, Sid, instead of like being like, well, here, let me punch this screen and eat some glass real quick. He just bolts and he's like, now he's like weakened a little bit. And at this point, Chief calls off the cops because they got a helicopter. And these guys somehow they've gotten onto the fucking roof. Like they're under the roof of this building and they're walking through these mirror or these windows and like mm-hmm. pantries. And this, you know, typically normal helicopter for 1995 and a dude with a totally normal gun is just like, brap, brap, shooting at him. <laughs> He's just shooting at Denzel Washington. He's up. not shooting at Oh, not even a little bit it's like God, a cop is shooting at a cop anyway so this is this is all going and chief calls off the cops and then you now we're getting into like denzel versus sid fighting on a rooftop fan it's just it looks so good it's great it's, <laughs> it's a like, great it's, it's a just, great shot it really is good and you know why he shot it he threw lights down underneath that motherfucker just did like hey let's go let's do this thing and they, they have this crazy, you know, weirdo fist fight and stuff like uh, Russell Crowe's like, come on. And he, he's trying to climb up and he's stepping on his feet you know, or stepping on his Russell hand. Russell Crowe's just spitting on everything. Just like, come on, come on. Like they, having the time of his goddamn life of just being a yeah. maniac. Like yeah. you, I could see he's the spittle. Arriving. Just, yeah. He's like covered he's in like. He's literally arriving yeah. as an actor in America in this movie. Yes. You know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. he's, he's so fucking good in this movie. It's insane. And, uh. yeah they're just they they have this knockdown drag out fight for a hot second and then you know they're they're kind of like a little bit depowered um you know so it's like a little bit fair and i it's like he's throwing punches at him and it's like aren't you punching glass like all right whatever who cares hand wave move on yeah and uh they get to this part where like they're on like a one of those those window washing elevators um as seen in the parlor uh videos and um (laughs) Watch that episode. We covered that on the podcast. Watch that episode. (laughs) So this whole thing happens where like they're on it and Denzel like wraps a rope around himself. And one of my favorite stunts, like probably of the year, they throw themselves off the ledge and he, he, the the rope catches and they swing kind of like in, in uh, the, the whole fire hose scene in, like diehard he swings off and they crash through the fucking window and russell crowe then falls further inside the building onto a glass structure so much glass there's so much glass glass is there yeah this makeup if it's even a makeup if it's even makeup in this scene is fucking amazing it was like he's just yeah shards of glass just embedded into big ones like you like big as your arm just coming out of his forehead he lost both his both his legs and both of his arms and he's just like they're all cut glitching they're just like off his body like and he's like filled with like all of this and he's just glitching like his his body's like i don't know what to do yeah, he's not. He's 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 like kind of able to keep form, but he kind of goes into the weird like, yeah, bug eyes like I Christopher didn't... Lloyd and Roger Rabbit face. Like, <laughs> I didn't understand then, why he didn't just like eat the glass sticking out. That of his was head. embedded in his body. Thank you. I didn't All understand right. that. I'm like, okay, you landed on the thing that could heal you, but instead of that, he the just little kept... ten- he's got these little blue tendrils that come out. Yeah, out of his appendix. And, yeah, and this is this is uh, one of the 
first of a couple of times where the the metal arm comes in real handy because he's straight up like at this point Denzel Washington straight up punches a hole in the back of Sid's head and pulls the cube out now it's never established where the cube resides nope (laughs) like at any point in this never talked about never brought up they're just like it's inside so of course (laughs) I guess it would be where the pineal gland is I guess I don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's where all the power lies and all individuals and all creatures yeah, and he, 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 it's great. Like, uh, you know, Homegirl uh, also mercs Daryl straight up. Right, right, right. Like, she she fucking ends his ass with a pistol because, like, this whole thing is is going, oh, we'll get to that. Actually, I forgot. We, we got to get through the rest no, of this. No, yeah, thing. that didn't happen yet. It will. So, so as he's standing there, one of them says, well, you dumb fuck, you killed him. How are we going to find the girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this- so wherever they're at, they managed to just like real quick. They, the scene resets. Yeah, they're on the rooftop fighting again, and this time Russell Crowe manages to pick up Denzel Washington and throw him off the building, where he falls, hits the ground, and splats. It's a real great CGI blood. Yeah, and then like <laughs> then he he's like going after the woman and like he uh, the, the 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 writer lady. God, I wish I could fucking remember her name. Bobby or uh, Barbie? I think it was I either Bobby, I was Bobby say or Barbie. God, I hope not. I'm just going to go with like scientist, writer, philosopher. I think, yeah. <laughs> barista, whatever. She did everything in this movie. She's like so fucking, she's like the Swiss army, like assistant actor, like a, a, a co-actor. Like, what the fuck is it? What do you call it? Female lead. The, the Oscars. I guess. Yeah. She's got more supporting, supporting lead. Supporting. Yeah. She's amazing. She's literally like, She's solving all the fucking problems in this movie, and Denzel's just accidentally being around dead people. Yeah, like it's, that's really <laughs> what it is. She does everything in this damn film she except fire the gun. Nope, you're wrong. She does. Oh she, yeah, she does. Because what does happens? Is she literally does everything. She uh, she's uh, so this this whole scene's going down, and then it like Denzel shows back up, and fucking Sid's all like, "What? How's this a thing?" And he's like, "You're back in the box." And Sid starts freaking the fuck out. So now they're like, well, time to pull him out. And they pull her out, but they don't want to pull him out. And so, like, Denz, or I'm sorry, Sid freaks, he just melts the fuck down. He does some of that, like, Inception shit where yeah. like, <laughs> the fucking world bends and he just gets punted into the fucking air. And yeah. It's crazy. Like, he's, he's totally calling back to fucking Lawnmower Man here. Yeah. Like, with, like, just these yeah, crazy space cool. tunnel cyber shit. Yeah. Loved it. 2001 Space Odyssey as tunnel, big time, and it looked great. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. And then, but but what's what's happening in the meantime is like Daryl is an asshole, and he sw- he like knocks the chief over because the chief went. With he them. kills the chief. He beats him to death, and he he beats him to death with a pipe or something, like yeah. a fucking crowbar. And then that's that's when Homegirl gets the pistol out and straight up like just murks Daryl. Yeah, like, had to have. Yeah, like this is when I didn't like. I don't know. I didn't understand too much of what, again, Daryl's motivations, right? Because he helps them. He helps them do this. They help him get his baby into the machine. He gets her out. He beats the chief to death. Then before she's like fully resuscitated, I think he knocks her out. He just sits there like a kid and watches Denzel Washington's brain get liquefied on on the screen as like Sid, like just warps the virtual reality into like a ton into hell. And 800% overload. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's this meter of like brain trauma and it's like at 800 percent, and i'm like how are you alive 
Yeah. What does this mean? I don't know. I mean, so, so, like, yeah, she gets, she wakes up, and they fight. They have a physical fight, and then she just pulls a gun and ventilates him. And yeah, yeah, and then uh, she pulls Denzel out, and they go to save the girl. And then it's this like super complicated, weird thing. It's like even worse than when his like family died, where like she's under the fan where they were fighting, of course. Um, one look down would have seen it, and you don't realize that until a little later because it looks like it's really long. And he finds her, and he goes to it. And he's like, he gets his metal arm and he, he like rolls his sleeve up or some shit and he sticks it down to stop the fan and he manages to kind of climb around it. And it looks like it's this giant, like a smokestack. It's gonna, he's dropping down like 20 feet or something to save this girl. And it's not, it's like six feet. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, because they, they do a shot later where they cut back up and I'm like, oh God, like the mom is like right there. Uh-huh. It's, it's the little you could literally pass her a yardstick. Yeah, the little girl could have just yelled and they would have heard it. That's totally. how, that's how yeah. small this is. But they were trying to, you know, with the helicopter and the fans and everything. Yeah, they were trying yeah, to yeah. Be like, oh, Sid's distracting. So he's going to get it right this time. He's going to try to not murder somebody and lose any more appendages. And it's just laser tripwires everywhere. It's it's like that scene in fucking that what mission impossible yeah he's gonna yeah dip down with the spider out of his ass whatever yeah. thing so this is all happening and then he realizes that not only that but she's also on a pressure plate and not only that there's like a video set up on this computer because like sid's dead now but like this thing is still happening and sid left a bunch of videos for him he's like uh, 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 i already thought of that and it just you know, he's like fucking with them from beyond the grave because, you know, technically he's not dead yet, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Right. 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 But yeah. so he figures out, I guess, the way to because I, I don't know how he suddenly becomes a bomb expert. He gets his second job in this movie. Um, third, I guess, if you're like VR tech, you know, test subject. But like he, he his arm is damaged from the fan thing conveniently. And he manages to reach up and pull a tube out because there's a circuit board with a bunch of holes screwed in it. That's attached to the C4 next to this monitor. He pulls this tube out that looks similar to all of these other tubes. And he's like, yeah, man, he's owning this moment because he doesn't have any dialogue. Like there's, there's no dialogue in this moment. He's just meant to just here, man, make this look real fucking intense. And he gets real close and he's just like, all right, well, I guess I'll put this part in the input and then I got to put this part in the output. This would have been uh, profoundly stupid if it was anybody else playing that. Part. Literally. Like, it would have no been one, terrible because no it's a dumb scene. It is a, it's <laughs> the worst scene in the entire movie. It's dumb as shit. But then yeah, he's got a, one thing to plug into and he's got to plug it into three other things. And he talks you through it for like a good two minutes and you're just sitting there on the edge of your seat. Yeah, because it's him doing it because he, he's it. Oh, God. Classes anything up. Classes everything up. He's just a great actor. Like, you could give him any material and he's going to fucking just be like, exactly. Well, yep. He imagines a better version of all the material he works. That's all I can imagine. Yeah. So he pulls this cable out. He diffuses the bomb by causing it to, like, in the timer, like, Sid's fucking with me speeding the clock up because they're down to, like, some seconds now, like a couple minutes. And so Sid speeds it up. And then, like, by doing this thing, it catches the loop from like 42 seconds to five and then it restarts. And every time it says, ah, 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 I already thought of that ah, 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 over and over and over again. And that's how they get the girl out. And then suddenly he's like on the roof and he pulls the little Sid cube out. He's thinking about it. And you're like, you're going to throw it. And then it looks like he's not going to throw it. And then he totally throws it. And not only, (laughs) 
he throws it, the glass breaks, but it's like, oh, it looks like the chip is still fine. Nope, truck runs it over. And I'm like, perfect. perfect. <laughs> you know, I, 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 <laughs> cut to Denzel on the roof, roll credits, play that song. You know, like, awesome. Done. Fuck yeah, done. And they play three goddamn songs. Like, they don't even play all of them. They start with this one, like, real intense techno song. And then it busts down to this, like, real mellow Peter Gabriel, Tori Amos song. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm going to continue listening. I didn't, I didn't get that far. I was too busy, like, b- b- thinking, what if you threw that and it did not break like you thought it would? Right. That was, like, the right, other right, thing right. where I'm like, okay, it would have made more sense for him just to step on it. That's what I thought he was going to do. I actually didn't think he was going to throw it. I thought he was just going to pop it on the ground, smash that shit. Now, he threw it off right. without any certainty that it would break because we don't know what that's made yeah, of. It's about, what, 20, 30 stories up. You know, like, he's, he's, in, a, he's in a building. You know, it's like... It would have hit harder if it had really been a throw from that high. I just think the logistics of throwing it would have been really dangerous and tricky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to catch that shot, where to focus, et cetera, et cetera. It's fine. Uh, Maybe they could have fired it out of a t-shirt cannon. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) This, Uh, it's worth the moment and it's worth to see these two actors just have the time of their goddamn lives and it's a, yeah it's it's cheesy it's fucking it's, awesome. it really is it's, like, it's definitely like dripping with a lot of hollywood sentimentality but i mean you i mean it's still just it's a it's a fun time you know it is it was i i really enjoyed watching it uh again after literally 26 years like i remember back in the day like i, I was working at a record store back then and i remember getting the soundtrack and i had it hmm. and they turned me on to like black grape and uh a couple other things like um well i mean tricky's on the soundtrack i think it's when you when you meet uh sheila there the music playing in the background is yeah. just like a track from tricky but it's just a loop like they did that with a lot of the songs like there's that song uh white discussion by live that's like kind of happening yeah they right don't when, really uh, let anything play out in this movie which is weird no and they forced the chorus in the live song which really pisses me off because it's like actually one of their better songs like it's i I have this awesome remix of it that was like i think on the soundtrack it was like different than the album version for some reason and they're kind of known for like lightning crashes like their big ballad and stuff but they had some good shit on throwing copper that was also pretty fucking you know like like i enjoyed that album a lot back in the time i haven't listened to it a lot since then because i played the shit out of it but like you know it's good stuff um Define movie. Yeah, yeah. William Orbit's on the soundtrack. There's a ton of uh, shit on that soundtrack. Man, what's worth looking up? It's very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, no, like a physical sure. copy of it. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's anywhere to download it from. Um, I know there's, I think there's a playlist on YouTube about it. Um, but yeah, it's good shit. Yeah. Uh, what else? So, just the amount of just the amount of character actors I think in this film makes it like a great watch because it's like when you watch it, you're going to see all your favorites in here. And oh, you're going to be like, oh, shit, I know that guy. But it's like it's just the interconnectedness of just character actors in general. Like, you know, there's, yeah. you know, almost like like uh, what that one guy from Elysium, like uh, just there are a lot of interconnected movies that I love that have seen actors in this movie just branch out. There's oh, some yeah. actors. There's one like fucking Strange Days. There's I think a couple got people from that film is in this one. And it's just, oh, man. Yeah, it's such a a film of its time in a way, mm-hmm. but it also really did manage to kind of call some shit out. Oh yeah. Like this, this idea of engagement with media, you know, was kind of like a major point at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
what was the other thing? Well, like, you know, also some of the discrepancies were wonderful. Like just the idea of like, there's all the, you have the ability to construct a fucking nano machine Android, but you're still using tube TVs. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of interesting that, uh, <laughs> The main character is a black man who keeps uh, getting um, everybody keeps trying to pin crimes on him. The yeah. bad guy is a charismatic asshole, uh, white man, yeah. um, and the only person who gets anything done in this movie is a woman. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so upsetting. Yes, accurate. Says yeah. a lot of things about. I mean, I don't know if that was. Girl. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I mean, if it was, yeah, I, it was I think brilliant. This, yeah, I think this guy has a through line. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely think that he likes to punch up. Yeah, and you know that that's just kind of apparent in looking at some of his like filmography. But he's also a huge fucking fan of technology, especially virtual reality and CG and stuff like that. Like he was kind of one of the pioneers, like that really tried to kind of put this stuff out there. Yeah. And granted, he did so in these like genre films, but where else were they going to fit? You know, mm-hmm. they, he had to make it viable in a fun way before they could refine it enough to turn it into whatever we're getting now. Yeah. To to allow James Cameron to give us the magnum opus Avatar. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I love how that's always a punchline. Like, oh, oh God. It's, good God. Yeah, no, I've, I've had too many people say, "Aaron, should we watch Avatar?" I'm like, I will never watch Avatar. I saw it in 3D, man. Like the tech, cool, super cool. Really enjoyed it. Saw it with my buddy because I was like, nah, you got to see this 3D shit. It's really cool. Don't worry about the movie. It's it's like ambient. Like you don't even need to. Yeah, no, I, no, that's not what I'm going to. When I'm going to watch a movie, I want to watch a movie. If I wanted to see pretty colors, I could do that at home. Well, yeah, but I wanted to see pretty colors, man. That was uh, that's fine. It was a, it was a, a tweak on, on the everything else that was happening. So like, you know, it was gotcha. pretty, pretty fun, pretty fun. I would have liked to have seen, say, The Fifth Element in 3D. That would have been great. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's that's another one of our little movie breakdowns. Uh, let us know what you think of this shit. Like, we enjoy doing them, you know? Yeah. Maybe give us some suggestions. Hit us up on the Twitter, L0WL1F3 podcast. So uh, hit us up there. Check out Neon Dystopia. Yeah, hit they us up on Facebook. We got a Facebook yeah, we got a Facebook page. We you just message me directly on there if you want if you want to hit me up there. We at Neon Dystopia is a Twitter, literally Neon Dystopia at Twitter. I don't know how Twitter works. I'm on there sometimes. But you could hit us up on there too if you were so inclined. And uh, I don't know, message us guys. Like we want to hear from you. You know, like comment, subscribe, all that jazz. <laughs> Smash that button. Hit it. Um, Eat some glass. You know, it's a really a real fun thing to like our. Our, our at handle for the podcast is at L0WL1F3, the. Wow. <laughs> like capital T-H-E at the end. So, yeah, shout out to that, too. That's real fun. <laughs> Low life, uh, the. I love it. I love I'm keeping it. I'm not even fucking, I'm not, not going to complain. Don't even. Change it. That's, <laughs> That's fine. fine. That is fine. Um, oh, speaking of Twitter, um, based on the se- selections that I did for this fucking Twitter, <laughs> this this top tweet is um, from Is Daft Punk Touring? <laughs> and it just says no. <laughs> <laughs> so, because they broke up today. I don't know if anyone heard that. But, uh, I, yeah, yeah I, 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 I that that. Wow, I didn't know that. 
that's way to way to kill my day, guys. Cool. That's how that's how we do it here at Life. <laughs> Have a great week, you guys. Podcast. The Lola.